All right, hello, greetings, salutations, mazel tov, and all of that jazz. This is Bobby O, PTWPE. Nobody is even listening. I've got Gail Lynn Marsh here. She is of Relationships Evolving, and uh, she can explain to you all about her journey. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about that. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here today and get to share with your audience. And so, yeah, so I... Um, have gone down quite a journey and I am now a relationship coach and the reason I became a relationship coach is because I had to learn how to navigate some very interesting waters and um, going into some very non-traditional relationships and it all started <laughs> mind you it all started when my husband came to me and he wanted to have sex with somebody else now, you know, of course, what's what would your reaction be, Bobby, to that? Like your spouse comes to you and says, I want to have sex with somebody else. I, I've actually had that happen, um, but uh, I'm not guilty or I mean, not completely innocent of like cheating or anything like that or infidelity. Uh, those were past relationships, but in relationships where I was monogamous and uh, honest with my partner, uh, I felt like they wanted more than just me and they tried to express that and uh, I myself didn't really react very well so uh, it's right? kind of hard to get yeah. past that jealousy thing <laughs> well you know and neither did I you know I I mean it sent me crying in the closet literally like I had this huge closet I went and locked myself in it and started screaming and crying because what happened to me is all of these self-worth issues started to come up and I started to question, well, why? Why, what am I not enough? Am I this, that, you know? So I started to really go through my own internal spaces of there's something wrong with me. And um, it, wasn't, it wasn't all that, but I do feel like these are always co-creative situations. Okay. And so uh, for him, he had never been with another woman in 30 years. I was his first, his only, he had never seen another woman naked per se in the flesh, right? Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, for me, I, I was able to play, have sex, you know, before we got married. And so it was like this genuine curiosity. And there were some stressful things going on in our life where the sex was kind of not that great. And so, you know, we both had to kind of look at what was going on within both of us and so um instead of freaking out and saying you know get out of here we're getting a divorce da, 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 da. i'm like no let's let's see what's going on so for me um i knew that we needed to amp up the intimacy in, between the two of us so that was the first thing we did so we so you pulled out, out the whips and the chains and the handcuffs <laughs> and the sex swings and and started to try all of that first or <laughs> Kinda, a little bit different route. We started with orgasmic meditation, okay. which is, is something that's a practice. It's kind of like a, a container, and it's it's where um, you know the man keeps his clothes on, the woman keeps her top on, takes her pants off, and then the man basically rubs the clip for like 12, 15 minutes, very very gently. But what that does is it it brings you in touch with your body in a deep way. Um, especially for a woman. So for me, it was like me remembering who I was. I hadn't been that orgasmic in years. 
right? So it, it really started to bring that intimacy out because I could really feel a lot more, um, feel the depths of what was going on in my body, which created um, a lot more great sex and intimacy in the bedroom. And so we started with that and started doing, you know, um, just some fun stuff, like you said. Okay. <laughs> you know, the berries, the whipped cream, all the fun, <laughs> the fun things that you can think of, the role play. Um, and yet his curiosity still didn't go away. Okay. So he came back to me and, and, and he's like, you know, I, I really do want to see what it would be like. And I said, okay, well, let's figure this out. Yeah. But this is speaking from a man who has no other experience though. No other. No other experience. So that I no guess other. is a little more understandable than, than somebody who has already played the field and just doesn't want to get off of the court. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I would say it, there is a difference, you know, um, and, and we were, uh, you know, monogamous for 30 years, so, or okay. knew each other, not only married, but just, you know, the, the length of time we'd known each other and been together and dating and all that. Right. And we were, in, we were in a very fundamental, uh, Christian church at the time, you know, so like when we first got married, um, we had sex before we got married, which was a big no, no. You know, yeah. and so we took a lot of um, a lot of flack from the family and from the church, and and a lot of pressure to get married, and so that kind of created more of that narrative of, you know, well, gosh, we, you know, one reason I'm freaking out is, well, wait, aren't we supposed to be one man, one wife for the rest of our lives, and, you know, all this stuff. So it really started bucking up against just where all my um, belief systems were held so tightly between family and, you know, his parents were never divorced. My parents were never divorced. So like, how is this playing out in my life right now? Right. The, the expectation was monogamy f until we die. And anything else is shameful. Shame on any you for yeah. anything yeah. else. Yes. Shame and guilt. And, you know, so breaking down a lot of those beliefs, um, was really the primary part of where to start is why do I believe those things? And I have, and so I ended up doing a lot of reprogramming and uh, putting some new structures in place for myself that felt like what was right for me, not what everybody else said is right for me. And that's why I do this is because I want to find, I want people to find out what's right for them. Not what everybody is saying, not what their family is saying, not what society says, not what the movies say, the church says. I, you know, I really feel that it's very strongly between the people that are involved to decide what they want for their relationship or what it should look like. So, so when, we, when he came back around and he asked again, and I was like, okay, then we'll figure this out. And so what we did is we actually went and did some sacred sexuality training. And this was very pivotal for us because it was a workshop. And within that workshop, we were able to actually partner up with different people. And so in essence, kind of play the field in a container where okay. you know, we're not having sex with each other, but we're doing very intimate exercises in the nude. So, um, that began and he's across the room. We can see each other with it, people. So anything, any jealousy that was going to come up started to flesh out. 
And it was interesting because for me, I find that I have this very natural compersion where it doesn't bother me. Like I actually, if he's happy with her and he's having a good time, I'm happy. Like that's just the level of where I can function. Some people, it's super easy to get to that space. Um, others, it takes, you know, breaking down some jealousy stuff to get to that spot. So anyway, so we're in this room and we're doing this and, uh, and we make it through the week. And it was so, it was probably the best sex ed I've ever had of my life because I, I don't know about most people, their parents are not very good about giving them good sexual education. Right. With this workshop, all kinds were, there were, it was so fascinating. They talked about all the different kinds of relationships and different kinds of uh, vaginas and, and cocks and, you know, that there's um, different kinds with different um, flavors and, and uh, different ways they orgasm and, you know, just all these different tools that, that we could walk away with. And uh, so for us, we actually ended up walking away saying, hey, you know what? We gave each other permission to date other people. And so it was at that point we did uh, officially open the marriage and uh, we did it slowly. And that is a key thing is to do it slowly because it takes a lot of communication and um, it's really good to work through some pillars that you're gonna stand on, you know, what's okay for each of you, how are you gonna handle it? Um, what do you want to know? What don't you want to know? You know, there's a lot to begin to discuss. So it's really good anytime you're going to venture into opening up a relationship to really make sure your communication is pretty rock solid. And so from there, yeah, we began to see other people and um, it became more than just dating. I got emotionally involved with a guy. So then we actually... It, he was emotionally involved with another woman, so then it became more of a polyamorous type situation. And uh, then we kind of went in and out. Um, we've, we're swingers together. Did you guys uh, have like cookouts with everybody involved and all hang out and have drinks and stuff like that? Or? I have had those. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> um, you know, clo some clothes on, some clothes off. Yeah, you know, pools. Uh, <laughs> do what you do uh, it's free love all around <laughs> I, 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 so, yeah. I, I think that's pretty beautiful but I mean it's not really for me I'm a little too uh, in my own like I, I want to just have just that one intimate and do everything with that one person but it's just uh, not, oh, and, not and everybody does path. that yeah, no, it's a beautiful path. It really is. I mean, I did that for a lot of years. And there is a, a time and a place um, that that is just a beautiful way to be because you get to go so deep into um, seeing what that other person is about and who you are about on some very, very deep levels if you're willing to go there. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. But I am going to ask you one thing. Is the jealousy um, is the jealousy about sex or is it about yourself? It's mostly about myself. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, uh, so I, I've got PTSD. Uh, so I, sometimes I suffer with uh, uh, 
thinking about how I've reacted in past relationships or, or what I've done in past relationships. And, and trust me, when shit got rocky, I either cheated or bolted. And I was just a young dummy. And uh, so I, I, uh, I, I got jealous because here I am in this relationship trying to be the better person and the bigger man. And uh, then it just didn't work out that way. And I'm just like, well, crap, what am I doing wrong here? Because it's not the same scenario anymore. And that's that's my problem is like I, I compare a lot and not the people, just the situation. It's like, oh, crap, I've been here before. Uh, and how do I not make it like this? And I end up doing exactly just that in a different pattern. So yeah. That, well, yeah, but you're recognizing your patterns, right? Trying to anyway. Because <laughs> that's, that's half the battle is when you become aware of a pattern. Because you can't change something you're not aware of, right? Right. And, and I think the universe is, is very sneaky that way. It continues to bring around that same thing until you can like work through it. Yeah. So it comes, it comes, and it may not look in the same form. It, it'll probably look in a completely different package, but it's going to be something there to help you to move forward in life. Yeah, and, and that's that's part of uh, the R in your care system here. Uh, I'm actually kind of looking at that. Uh, do you want to go ahead and talk about your care system and how you came up with? Yeah, that absolutely. So um, in my coaching, the way I I developed it, because like I said, I'm. I have no judgment for whatever anybody wants. I just want them to come from a really empowered place of making their choice. And so if it's between a man and a woman, you know, making sure that both of them are, are really desiring the same thing so they can move forward on their path. And so what I did is I kind of developed what I call my care method. And so the C is for communication uh, because when you um, are not communicating in a, an effective way and you're, you might be creating, um, communicating from a very moralistic judgmental space, like starting to separate out those things um, will start to really say what you're trying to say, okay? And then um, you can also have the techniques of really learning and listening and reflecting back so that your, your partner feels like you heard them and you actually know if you did hear them correctly or not. So really starting to implore some, and, uh, some of those techniques. And then A is for attachment styles. So we all kind of have um, different styles and there's, there's only a few but most of us can kind of group into these or a variation of these. So you've got kind of your anxious attachment style. So that's going to be somebody who, you know, like if their partner leaves, you kind of feel anxious all the time. So um, it can feel very clingy and codependent sometimes. Okay. And then you've got, <laughs> are you feeling yeah. that? <laughs> uh, been there. <laughs> and then you've got like the avoidant. And the avoidant person is going to be the one who basically wants to jump out. Anytime the, the heat starts to turn up, they're, they're out of there. They find a way to leave, go hide in their bedroom, um, and not talk about things. And then you do have the secure attachment, 
which um, a lot of these are kind of formed out of your childhood. So sometimes looking back into your childhood to see why you're acting this way is huge. And so um, a lot of people, if they came from a very secure um, childhood, they're going to have a secure attachment because there's maybe not a lot of drama going on or anything like that. Now, I can tell you what we had, I would say Dave and I were both pretty securely attached. And then when this did start happening, it did kind of shift things for us. And some of that anxious and the avoidance started to come out. Um, and, and we could see, you know, it was like a great self-development tool is all I can say, because it really, I really got to know myself. And so that leads into the R is really knowing yourself. So when you know your attachment style and then, um, you know, some of the other things is really knowing what your pillars are going to be for your life. What are you going to stand on so you can keep your compass to the north? So for example, like mine is, um, honesty. Um, vulnerability and authenticity and curiosity so I if I am not being 100% honest I know my compass is off right if I'm right kind of even half telling or trying to cover over so I'm caring for somebody's feelings I know I'm off yeah because when I can get into that really authentic and vulnerable space with somebody it's I'm probably gonna say something that's gonna help them rather than trying to cover over and think I know what's best for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's some other things too, depending on what we're dealing, what we're kind of dealing with. You know, we might talk about like erotic blueprints, you know, so how you relate sexually, <clears throat> because sometimes it's a matter of um, if it's, if it's something around sex, like understanding what your other partner um, needs or how they they function sexually so um, for example that there's a sensual blueprint excuse me my voice is getting a little raspy so there's um, the sensual the, the type of person who needs lots of candles and flowers and everything needs to be perfect before they can really engage into the space yeah and you might have like the sexual that can just dive right in. Let's do this. We got it. Um, you get know, in, get off, get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, they, but they don't take a lot of priming. Like they can just jump in. Right. And then yeah. you, you have like the kinky. So, uh, and we're all a part of these. It's just, usually there's one that we're more of. Okay. So right. the kinky might be, you know, like your BDSM stuff or just in role play or it's anything that's kinky to you. So if you've never had sex with the lights on and all of a sudden you have sex with the lights on, then that might be kinky to you. So it can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. And then you have the energetic and an energetic person is somebody who can really feel the other person's energy. Um, and oftentimes can even orgasm without even being touched. Like you can actually get to that space. And then there's the shapeshifter who can kind of move in and out uh, all of those. So, so like if you're not, if you two have very different languages in that area, sometimes it's a matter of like, let's bridge this and communicate. Um, now we can speak each other's language, just like the five love languages. Um, so, you know, there are all kinds of different things that we can look at to really say, okay, what's your programming? What's my programming? And now let's see how we can communicate all of these together.
and then and then E of course is emotions, right? right. Emotions are a big one because uh, a lot of people stuff their emotions, don't know what to do with them, don't know how to deal with them, don't even know how to name them. So when we can really start getting into the emotions and um, allowing those things to move and feel what's going on in our body, because feelings are here to really navigate us. They're like our key to unlock this game. And so if we're ignoring them and stuffing them away, we don't have that information for our life. So when we can get in touch with what's what the emotions are, what's going on in our body and recognizing, you know, jealousy when it comes up. Well, jealousy is like an onion, right? It's you got to yeah. start peeling back the layers of guilt and envy and, you know, trust and truth, just all kinds of things are within jealousy. And it's a matter of finding out what layer it is until you get to the core and the core is where the freedom is at. Yeah, for some people, it's more like Alcatraz, and there's so many walls and barriers and and oceans and bridges you've got to cross than an onion, to be honest. Jealousy is kind of a, a tough bitch to deal with. It can be, but, or it can't. It just depends on if you want to if you want to take a look at yourself. Yeah, that's it, it, true. It's just, I don't know. Um, it's like the song, I can do anything, you can do better. And they're like, no, you can't. And you're like, yes, I can. But it's just, <laughs> you know, I, maybe sometimes I can't, maybe sometimes you do need that other connection. Uh, it's, it's just hard to, uh, to get past, I guess. But I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it takes a little bit of effort for sure. That's, so does does love have anything to do with polyamory or is it just like just sex or or what oh no well especially in polyamory because let's let's break down polyamory okay poly okay. is me amory is love right so in in i'm gonna back up one step let's let's okay. start with like an, uh, an open relationship okay so in an open relationship, basically you're giving permission to, you know, hey, you can go have sex, go to dinner, go to lunch, whatever, but you're trying to control that emotional attachment more so and saving that for your primary partner. Right. Now, when you start getting into polyamory, then there's more of an emotional investment in all of the partners. And then you become more of like, let's say it's between three or four people, then now you're the unit so instead of two people being monogamous you know you just have more and stuff but you're actually investing a lot of emotional space into everybody who's involved in in this situation and you know you know a lot more of what's going on and you care for everybody and you know so it's it's definitely more of of giving your heart to more than one person for sure okay and, and so so when uh, when somebody else maybe wants to bring another person into your polyamorous unit, um, there has to obviously be a communication or a sit down there. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you're gonna <clears throat> keep some good communication, absolutely, because you can have a, a closed, committed polyamorous um, situation, right? Where you're not going to just go out and have sex with anybody else. 
or you can say, no, we're going to have basically an open relationship within our polyamorous relationship, which means now we're going to um, give permission for you to go play with whoever. So, okay. yes, the, the best way to approach that is to say, hey, I'm interested in somebody else and uh, I'd like to get to know them. And then you can invite them in to meet everybody else and and then everybody knows what's going on. And it works way better than just going out and, you know, doing whatever. Right. Because then, then there are uh, not necessarily secrets, but things get omitted and not, uh, not all the details are brought out. And, and then somebody ends up finding things out and then they end up feeling... Uh, yeah. maybe left out or something. Exactly. Like I'm yeah. not in the know, and, you know? Yeah. And even, even in an open relationship, I think it's if, and, and again, it's always up to the two people. Some right. people are just like, um, you know, go, I don't want to know anything about him or her. Um, other people, you know, are like, no, I want to meet him. I want to be friends with him, or, you know, whatever. But it, it depends because, you know, however you design your open relationship, it could mean um, that maybe you see somebody two or three times a year, like you go on vacation or something and, and see them. Or maybe it is something that's a little bit more regular. It just depends on, on how you guys want to design it and what you're looking okay. for. Or yeah. maybe it's just better like a swinger thing and you guys feel better being together, but going and playing with other people while both of you are there. Okay. So it just depends on how you want to design it. And that's why it's so individualized because you are dealing with, you know, different people at different levels of where are you at, like with your emotions and your jealousy and what you want to do. And that's why sometimes um, really taking this slow to see what's going to come up instead of like, you know, barreling into it because, you know, and seeing what splatters all over the wall. Right. <laughs> it can be a little bit more messy to clean up. Yeah. And it is it is messy territory, but it's not impossible territory to to no, go not. ahead and go over. It's yeah. just really on how you look at yourself and where you are in life, and if that's something that is for you. Um, but a lot of it is definitely communication. Um, if somebody comes up to you and they change their they. They say, you know, I, I like that you and I are a one a one unit and a couple, but that this could be so much more. Uh, not to just close yourself off and and actually look inside yourself to be like, okay, if this is what this person wants, then maybe let's see and give it a try to make them happy rather than just just no, you know, you're just a cheating whore or something like that, or, mm -hmm. or you just want to go and fuck around yeah. on me. So well, yeah, there's... and that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I, I am out here talking about it because I would rather people talk about it with each other rather than, um, go out and cheat because yeah. that damage is, it's hard to get back to that. And it takes a while. It's not impossible. But it, it is much harder than if you are honest and say, you know, these are the feelings that are coming up and you can approach it with curiosity. You know, um, I would say the tact that that my husband had wasn't that great. 
great. Um, but if you approach it more from curiosity and, and uh, you know, saying, well, you know, I've been thinking about this or, you know, whatever, um, maybe it's a little more gentle conversation to approach into this subject too. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Uh, and it's, it's, it is kind of uh, on the delivery as well as the reception uh like (laughs) like it kind of just makes a little more sense if you're up front about it and it's a lot better for everybody if you're up front about it rather than to hide it yeah and that's and that's why i you know that's another reason i'm doing what i'm doing is because um sometimes having that space where um you have a third person listening so you can hear everything, then people aren't looping, you know, cause that, that was the one thing I noticed. We were continually having the same conversation and until we brought somebody else in to hear where we were both kind of breaking down in our story or where our stories were at, then we could really start breaking it down and seeing more clearly what both of us wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. So sometimes bringing that other person in kind of strengthens the communication a little bit. Well, I'm talking like with a coach. Oh, with a coach. Okay. Yeah. Like having a coach or something like that in one of those situations, if you're, if this is something you're thinking about, then, um, they can help to, to break any of those communication loops and really break it down before you venture out into opening up a relationship or seeing somebody else. So that's yeah that's why I do what I do is to really Absolutely. help people navigate that yeah now you said okay. something and I'm going to tell you this because I hear this all the time <laughs> um, you said I always that, say something <laughs> <laughs> that third person right okay so it's so fascinating because you'll hear this quite I, I hear it quite frequently is that when people do end up going into this space and they do have um, other lovers, a lot of times when they come back to their primary partner, their sex lives start going through the roof and getting better. And it's just, it's almost like this little magical thing sometimes <laughs> where where you, you would think that maybe it would dry up in the primary because they're off with the other one or something like that, but it doesn't. It actually amps up that primary relationship. And you even find that a lot in the swingers. The swingers will say that a lot. And, you know, some of the swingers are the happiest people I see um, compared to others who are, you know, stuck in the mindset that it is only monogamy. Um, and they're just trying to like live through it. They're not enjoying it. Right. They're just right. Okay. We gotta get through this because this is what we're supposed to do. Um, you know, those people versus the people who chose to go out and, you know, have some fun and enjoy themselves and have other sexual connections with each other. I literally, those are some of the happiest people I've seen. Cause they're not as withheld. They're not holding yeah. back. And it's like, uh, I, I guess I could see that because it's like, oh, Bobby, you've never tried that with me before. Well, I learned it from from this chick here. You know, you, here's her number. I'll, I'll uh, 
let you guys go ahead and and figure out more techniques or community i don't know it's i'm just spitballing here no. <laughs> but i, I could see <laughs> it not, you're onto something <laughs> you are onto something i watch a lot of tv <laughs> tv what kind of tv <laughs> <laughs> okay well so i watch some porn <laughs> but that's like but i feel like okay so so Pornography, I feel like, is also another relationship that you're having, uh, and sometimes that can feel like cheating too. So, how would you get past that? Wow. Well, <laughs> it's again. Does your spouse know? Yes. Because okay, so if your spouse knows, She's you're not necessarily comfortable guys... with it, but she knows. Okay. I mean... Because that that's uh, first of all you're not hiding it okay no. so that that's good okay because if you're hiding it it is almost like like feeling like cheating right right because you are kind of emotionally kind of giving yourself to something that's you know on the tv but it is still this emotional gift or or desire and uh but porn can also be an effective tool in the bedroom if you're trying to spice up things in the bedroom now, overusing it, yeah, that's where you don't want to get to. You know, it's just I, like... I'm yeah. at the point where I'm bored with it, to be honest. You're scrolling through yeah. it like Netflix, trying to find something to watch. And it's just to the point where it's like almost... Even that tool kind of loses it, its own spice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I Well, anything does when you use it too much. You know? Right. I mean, using a vibrator too much is going to... You know, masturbating too much is going to, you know, so. So you're just like, I need something better. I need the real thing. Yeah. But, but that's when, like, our sex life isn't really struggling at all. Uh, uh, it's it, it's not what it was when we first got together. But, I mean, that's what happens when you you are together for so long and you just kind of end up focusing more on other things and and like bills and things like that and we we could probably bring a little bit more spice in our life but it's just not not something that i'm like willing to go out and and try and see other people for yeah but you can bring sense. spice and doing other things like right so i'm learning about fun. this orgasmic meditation that you were talking about i'm just like ooh, what is this you know i used to uh when i was younger be into the book the joy of sex i i have had a copy of kama sutra by my bed next to the the fake book full of condoms but it's just <laughs> it, it's just i feel like i'm a little too old for that i don't know and i'm only 34 <laughs> oh my goodness you are not not too old. Um, no, there are, you know, ways to spice it up. Surprise her every once in a while. Do something different, you know. Even taking her out for that romantic dinner and getting the berries and the whipped cream out. Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate-covered strawberries. You know, yeah, changing we... things up every once in a while always works in your favor. Yeah, we could definitely do that for sure. Um I've just, I've been so withdrawn lately with uh, just trying to uh, focus on some roles here, and uh, I, I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of this, and my my approach is like, hey, you want to make out? 
you uh you uh want to come over here real quick there's not really any romance to that so i for sure could do better on that <laughs> maybe a few surprises think of a few surprises <laughs> yeah for sure i could get down on some surprises <laughs> She's going to be like, you talk to that woman more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like her. <laughs> um, for those of you guys that are listening to this podcast, this is Miss Gail Lynn Marsh. Uh, she is a relationship coach. Uh, you can find her and email her at uh, gail at relationshipsevolving.com. I'm also putting all of her link information down here in the episode details so that way you can go ahead and reach out to your to her yourselves i have a few questions on my uh podcast page on spotify that you guys can go ahead and answer and uh, some polls because i i have a few questions myself and i want your guys's opinion here and i'd like to go ahead and talk to miss gail lynn a little bit more and i'd like to bring y'all's opinion and i, I want you guys to also reach out to her too so thank you for not even listening. Don't even bother clicking on the episode because it's not worth it. There's, there's nothing here. There's nothing here for you, I promise. I'm sorry. That's kind of my little spiel that I go on. Uh, but yeah, um, go ahead. If there's anything that you want to say real quick before we go ahead and cut this short and keep these listeners wanting more of you. All right. Well, I always want people to want more of me. Giggity. Had to laugh at that one. I I appreciate the time that we spent together, and I would love to come back and answer some questions and and see what I can do to um, you know put some more light on any of these topics. Uh, Remember, I am just here because I want you to have uh, your optimal joy joyous relationship. That is what I want for everybody is to to really be in that space and uh, do what what your heart what makes your heart sing whether it is with one person or many we can go ahead and uh, help you out here with relationships evolving so uh, just have an open mind and an open heart and and look and be ready to look inside yourself because other people are probably going to be looking inside you too nice (laughs) thank you again so much of course i mean this has actually been a pretty good pretty good time it's been a blast i was looking forward to it um, I've, like I said, I've got a lot of friends that are curious, uh, on how to deal with something like this and not, uh, be territorial or jealous or anything like that. Uh, I myself have issues in the past that, uh, I'm trying to figure out what went wrong and not repeat the same patterns. So, uh, it, it is really nice to be able to speak to somebody and who is, pretty wise in this situation and 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 this uh, topic here so that's pretty great well you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you um i'm gonna go ahead and let you go uh like i said i want to keep these guests wanting more and i appreciate you uh thank you so much i'm gonna go ahead and stop this okay Has anybody seen my pocket put? Never mind. I'm just going to go ahead and get a new one from adamandeve.com. At adamandeve.com, you get 50% off.
plus free shipping. That's 50% off that That's Not a Flashlight, or the Leave the Cucumber in the Kitchen Karen, and even the Flavored Rub One Out. PTWPE listeners will get 50% off almost any item. Just use code PTWPE at checkout, and you'll get 50% off. But wait, that's not all. You'll also get three bonus items and six movies for free, plus free shipping. And of course, all will be packaged and sent discreetly for free. Spice up your life and get your lover that swing that's not for kids, or even that blindfold for when you pull that switcheroo on an unsuspecting partner. They're getting theirs, so get yours. Go to adamandeve.com, select any one item, use code PTWPE, that is PTWPE. This is an exclusive offer for this podcast, so be sure to support the show and use this code PTWPE to get not just the 50% off, but also 100% free shipping. Code PTWPE. Go to adamandeve.com right now.